The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Lady Love. Lady Love. You ready for this last part? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know, after after my little rant on uh, religious backgrounds, or not religion, well, religion, <laughs> I guess, last time, I should probably stop saying, oh, God. <laughs> oh, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> People are like, this bitch don't even, don't even agree with the Bible and look at her calling for Jesus, calling for God. Oh, my Buddha. <laughs> oh, my Buddha. <laughs> this dude needed everything. He needed Allah. He needs Buddha. <laughs> he needs all the religious figures to come together. He needs and Santa save Claus. Him. <laughs> Everybody. He needs a touch of everything because, damn, bro. Bernie and how he is, though. If, oh. if there is anything I'm certain of, it's that this dude... Little or, or, or old weird Albert is definitely Bernie in hell. Oh, for sure, continuously. Oof! But it's like, what do you do to him? Because he liked pain. Like, what? How do you torture no him? Pain. Yeah, he's chilling in like a room yeah. of clouds. Yeah, with unicorns. Yeah, that he can't get stabbed with. Yeah, and he's probably like, oh God, please! I just want the unicorn to shove its horn up my ass. That's and you're just like, what I no, I'm not gonna do it. No, you like it? No, you'd be comfortable. No, no horns, no needles, and no one's ass. You no know? hot dogs either. <laughs> Even though, when we were roasting those hot dogs, they were the tits. Like they were the tits. Like love. Open fire roasted hot dogs. Nice and crispy. Oh, ho, ho. so good. Mm-hmm. So good. On Hawaiian rolls. Mm, oh, my God. And they were Salem's hot dogs, people. Don't, mm-hmm. don't, don't. If you're questioning it, they were Salem's. Oh, I was gonna say they love. I have Sam's hot dogs downstairs if you want some. Yeah, I'll probably order some food. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's terrible to like be in the middle of the night and be like, I gotta eat breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's literally what I'm doing. Like I eat, I eat dinner at nine o'clock in the morning. My lunch is between twelve and one a.m. And then I have been eating breakfast at like seven, eight p.m. That's yeah, that's shitty. Literally, just like a flap of my life. Which I cannot wait for it to end. Yeah. Sorry. It's not, not the tits. It's not the tits. Not at all. Not about it. I think I might have forgot to get the wine opener. <laughs> Do we need a wine opener for this one? I don't know. I'm wondering. I'm looking at it and I'm like, it looks like a cork, but I'm not sure. Oh, shit. It might be a cork. Okay. Okay. Is it? Yeah, I think it is. Motherfucker. It looks okay. like a $3 wine. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go get the, I'm, I'll get the wine cork. Or the. Well, but anyways, before we get there, yeah, I'm Courtney and I'm Cat, and this is Wine, Wicked, Wicked Crimes, and Cat Moms. Oh my! With a little edit, anything is possible. I know. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I guess before we get started on this uh, awful... Oh, wow. <laughs> that was a long... Uh... Yeah, well, this is the worst of it, Lady Love. This is the last of it. It's the worst of it. 
Get through it. Oh god. I know it's like the the final push in the right before you tear your asshole open to push. Oh god, no. <laughs> That's so terrible right there. Okay. So in this last part, all right, so we did some background. We did some of the first the first kill. Yeah, so this one's going to be like in depth on his kill kills. Especially Grace. Like this is this, Oh no. This one gets a ooh, Bust it wide open. It's like that scene in, uh, what's it called? The one with Jim Carrey, Ace Ventura, when he's, like, coming out of the rhinos. Oh, smoke. God. <laughs> it's, like, right there where you're, like, <laughs> working your no. way out. Of, yeah. You know, and I thought the last, not that the last two were bad. Not in terms of, like, goriness or, like, extensive detail that they were bad. But I just, like, my ear, like, I felt assaulted. <laughs> yeah. My senses felt assaulted. My existence felt assaulted. I can By his that. existence. By just learning about him. Yeah. I, I can know? understand that, my love. It's, it's been an interesting week for me. Or a week and a half. What, two weeks now maybe doing this research? I don't yeah. even know. Yeah. It's been an interesting time. This has probably been, uh, I would say, more of your more extensive research. Yeah. Yeah. This is more deep dive. I mean, we've never had a Thuipata. No, this is our first Thuipata. And within good reason. Yeah. Like, my soul needed a break. Oh, my soul needs a break. I don't know how you do... You know, I, I've said this before. I don't know how you do these readings and then just, like, go to sleep. I live by myself. <laughs> and I live with a little asshole. Yeah, I'm sure. Not, and I'm sorry, Lulu. I didn't mean that. Look you at know. you. Look at you being all cute. He is so cute. Lulu is actually joining us for this uh, episode. He decided to get comfortable, and uh, now he's just staring us down. Yeah. He's like, bitch, you're going to superimpose a top hat on my head again? Oh, <laughs> but you did look rather dapper, so don't be mad about it. He's like, look at he's like, look at, look at that, Courtney. You're like, uh-huh, I know uh-huh. you did it. I know you did. <laughs> oh, Lulu. Anyways, I guess before we get started, we should probably just get the wine out of the way so we can get the murder out of the way. <laughs> That's how it goes, right? Yeah. <laughs> It, wait, isn't that labor breathing? Yeah. Neither of us are in labor. I know, but I mean... <laughs> have a good practice for the future? I don't fucking know. Well, I don't know. I figured, like, yeah, that that gets you through that terrible time. Maybe that'll get you through this terrible time. But doesn't time. it make you, like, hyperventilate? Like, like I feel okay. like that's a lot of... I feel like I'm intaking more breath. Yeah, I feel like a little... Like, when I do it, I feel a little lightheaded. Yeah, I guess I can see that. Maybe. It's a little... It's a little... I don't know. Oh, well, hyper. What did I say? Oh, God, I can't even remember. Hyperventilating? Hyperventilating. My fucking brain is tired. We need <laughs> wine. I need food. I don't know what's going on in the world, Jesus. But for this week, we also decided to go with another Sankriha. And you guys might like it. Well, who doesn't like Arbor Mist? Exactly. I've seen it. I was like, you know what? Oldie but goodie. Always a winner. Exactly. Exactly. Always a winner. This week, we're going to go for a white Zinfandel. Exotic fruits. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, let's hope that this one does have a description. You know, I really come to appreciate the the descriptions in them. I guess it makes a difference, but you can tell. Like, when you get the $4 wine, no description. When oh, you buy they the love, They love. Listen. Is there a description? There sure is. Oh! Uh-huh. I guess it just... Oh, wait. And it doesn't even need a we passed for no reason. <laughs> that is so funny. I was like, wow. 
Cork? Fancy for a fucking $4 wine. I'm all about it, but, oh, you know, we don't need it. Better to have it than not need it, I guess. So this one actually has a description. Arbor Miss Exotic Fruit Wine Zinfandel is a refreshing new way to drink wine. The combination of white Zinfandel wine and raspberries, lime, and other natural flavors provide the perfect beverage for casual get-togethers, festive celebrations, and relaxing at home. Ooh. All right. And uh, they also are packaged. <laughs> Reason for our pause, you know, because we're not just fucking, we're not wine connoisseurs. Oh, no. But we're also not idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you see a bottle and it's lovely packaged and you see a little plastic at the top that you have to peel off, there's usually a little cork that's underneath it. Surprise! There's no cork underneath this. No, it's a twist off. Apparently, yeah, and it's a twist off. That's so surprising. You know what though? Like, but looking at the bottle, don't you think it was more uh, for presentation purposes? Yeah, most likely. Yeah, and I was like thinking about this wine as I was looking at it now, mm-hmm. and I remember when me and Selena were still living together. Her mom had came up, came here from the city to visit, mm-hmm. and like. She had brought a couple bottles of wine, because this was when I wasn't really drinking wine back mm-hmm. in that day, you know, early 20s, all that stuff. You wow. never drink wine in your early 20s. It's not something you appreciate till you're, like, your mid-20s. Yeah. Don't don't be discouraged, guys. You'll, you'll like wine if you don't like it, now. But her mom <laughs> had this Arbor Mist wine. And this Arbor specific Mist, one or a different flavor? I don't know. I, I just know it was Arbor Mist. Okay. It could have been a different flavor. But... Her mom was like, Selena, go get me some wine. And so she poured her a little bit in a, in a glass. And her mom was like, what is this? Pour more. And she literally poured like the whole bottle into one glass. And she's like, that's a glass of wine. I was like, that's a bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way to do it. You guys, I guess you, you always see our glasses empty. But you never really see what they're like when they're actually full. It's full. I think, <laughs> yeah. For, for a glass of wine, I think, isn't it like, isn't the etiquette to be like two-thirds no. Yeah. We do two thirds. Or is it one third full if you have like that, like that nice balanced glass? Isn't it like one third? Like they always give you like a, like a fucking chug of wine and you're like, the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> if I was home, I'd fill that shit up to the brim. Okay. We turn one bottle of wine into two glasses a piece. If that helps. It is. It, it's always like two glasses for each when we do, when we do our podcast. So yeah. if that gives any indication to how full our glasses are, I guess that would be it. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, what's wrong with that? Exactly. I feel like if you're not, you're quitting. I think if, if right. full glass or you're a quitter. Yeah. Fuck it. If, if you're into it, then be all in, mm-hmm. not half-assed. Exactly. This one is, I, I really think that the that the whole thing on the top was more presentation-wise compared to the other. So this is like a like another four, three, four dollar bottle of wine, right? Yeah. In comparison to the other one, this one looks really nice. The uh, the bottle's frosted. Mm-hmm. It's a nice frosted bottle. It has a little cute, you know, writing for for the Arbor Mist, Zinfandel, exotic fruits, and then even in the front, it'll tell you a fine wine product with delicious raspberry, lime, and other flavors. Served well chilled. Yes. You know, so I feel like, yeah, and I think we're winning with this one because it's actually chilled this time. Yes, it is. It is. So I expect some deliciousness. I'm I'm kind of curious because this is the second time I read raspberry and lime. Do you think it'll be very raspberry-y, limey? Which I am not against. I'm not sure. I feel like it'd probably be more raspberry-y than limey. I feel like the lime is more like the hint Do you like lime. raspberry lime juices? I 
I like cran raspberry juices. Oh, I've never had cran raspberry. Oh, I didn't know that was an option. Oh, yeah. Like cran that. apple is the tits for me. Cran apple is the tits. Cran grape, also the tits. Yes, cran grape is also a winner. Cran raspberry, equally oh, the tits. Oh, okay, okay. Something to put out to look out for. All right, so let's twist off our... Oh, all right, Lulu. Oh, wow, that's aggressive. I know, I'm saying he's the like biting fuck are you doing over there? <laughs> to be fair, Lulu... Oh, God, Layla, I got a gimpy hand. You want to get that hand in there? Oh, that's tight, isn't it? It was a little tight, right? Listen, I know I got a gimpy hand, but I needed Lady Love strength for this one. <laughs> that twist off might as well have been a cork. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Let's see how this goes. I'm trying to see if it like smells like. I mean, it looks pretty in the glass. Ooh, it does. It smells very raspberry. Does it? Ooh, I am excited, Lady Love. Tits. I am excited. Yeah. Especially because the last one, it was good, but it was definitely not like. As you kept drinking it, didn't you feel like the flavor went away? Yeah, and I think it's because yeah. it got warmer. Yeah, I agree. I agree that, like, serving it temperature-wise always makes a difference. Yeah, it does. So, like, you wouldn't think it does, but honestly, at the recommendation of the bottle, actually, the bottles do say it. Yeah. Best served chilled. Okay. Clink. Let's do it. That one's better. Oh, I like that. I do. Okay. Okay. I like um, definitely raspberry hit. For sure. You can definitely taste a raspberry right away. You can smell the raspberry. You can taste the raspberry. It is the titties. Lime flavored. Maybe it has like some acidity. Yeah. At the end of your gulp. I gulp. agree. <laughs> like some acidity that you're just like, ooh, little lime, little lime flavor there. Yeah. You can taste it like right at the back of your throat. Yeah. But it's not bad. Because no. you still get a decent like... It's not an overly sweet, I would say, but it's not, it's not like super tarty. Yeah. No, it's very, it's a good middle ground. Yeah. And it's under $5, guys. Listen, getting drunk on a budget was my shit back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) Go to the fucking corner store. Get out. This one's in New York, we love. Yes. Yes. We redeemed ourselves. Callie, your wine was fine Mm. and all that. It served its purpose, but we prefer our New York State wines. This uh, says, bottled by Arbor Mist Winery. Guys, bear with me. Canandaguia, New York. Canandaga? Is that how you pronounce it? Guys, English English is my second language to be Yeah, fair. I think it's Canandaga. Really? Yeah. Canandaga, New York. 14424. That doesn't sound far. No, I'm sure it's not. We can Google it later. Wow. All right. I am all about it. You can get a cash refund? Oh, not in this state. How is it from New York and you can't get it in New York? It says, I. that's Iowa, right? Iowa, Hawaii. Hawaii? What the fuck? You can get five cents for the bottle in Hawaii? What kind of trash is that? Maine, 15 cents, and then California cash refund. Guys, how are you going to bottle in New York State? You won't even you won't even give me my five cents. If you guys don't know, I am all for the recycling. Like, oh, my a- God. <laughs> I'm just still thinking about the bottles clinging around in your trunk for, like, <laughs> a month. I made, like, $15. Off of those bottles, Lady Love. Did you know that? That is the tits, Lady Love. I have some downstairs. I'm actually going to make a trip soon. Guys, recycle. Do you guys know when you when you buy, like, a case of beer or when you buy... Like, when you buy anything that's bottled, 
you pay for that bottle deposit. Oh, yeah. You pay five cents. If you buy a 24 case of water bottles, you pay five cents for each of those motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. So you might as well not even throw them in the garbage. I know it sounds silly, but round that shit up. I usually give mine to Mark. Oh, I don't. I was When Mark was like, that's free money, I was like, I want free money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not giving my fucking free money away, Mark. I love you, but no. I want the free money. And you know what I did? I did put it in a little little fund. Yeah. Yeah, and like the Oklahoma fund, I was like, fuck it, throw it in there. It fucking ended up being like $15. That's not bad. All right. Fucking shows how much I drink. Maybe, but, okay. you know. I feel like you don't notice it, though. Like, when we drink, sometimes I'm like, hmm, we kind of drink a lot. And then I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> you look back and you're like, oh, wow, that's a little mountain of uh, bottles there. Oh, it's okay. It's oh. worth it. Well worth it. Good times. Good you should times. have seen Dev's face the, the one night when we got super drunk and there was just, like, shit everywhere. And I had cleaned it up before I left, but, like, he didn't know I cleaned it up. And I was like, hey, can you clean up the kitchen a little bit? And he was like, you want me to clean up your mess? And I was like... <gasps> I just want you to clean the other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but it was crazy. There was just, like, bottles everywhere. I was like, I didn't realize we drank this much. I didn't, you know, I guess when you're in the full swing of fun, you never realize those yeah. things. You know what I mean, my love? You know, there's other things in life where you're just like, hmm. I know. And that just has a tendency of happening to us. Oh, yeah. Like that one night when we went out to, um, what was that one Mexican place? Um, it's on, uh, oh, fuck. It's a it's a taqueria place on Union? No, not that place. Not that one? No, when we went out to that bar club and the people were, like, having sex with clothes on and, and mm. dancing. What was it called again? <laughs> oh, the one downtown. Yeah. Um. Oh, God, why is it, like, escaping my soul right now? I feel like I have it, like, right in the back of my head and I just can't, like, the, the word won't come to my mouth. I can't remember, but it was intense. Yes. And Lana Love and I were pretty sober while we were at this club, and yes. then we went to the bars, and then we got really drunk, and I don't know how. Yes. And it was all, I'm impressed with ourselves. It was all within two hours of last call. Oh, yeah. Like, the, I think we left that bar because they were shutting down a little early. Yeah. Like, maybe one, two, and I'm like, the fuck is this? You want to go to another bar? Fucking within an hour and a half hammered. Yeah, Lady Love was like, I don't know. And I was like, Lady Love, I promise, we will have fun. Yes. I was like, I didn't pick this place. <laughs> yes. Like, You're right. <laughs> I know why we're here, but we're here and we should go. Yeah, that's impressive, Lady Love. You know, I was thinking about that. It's been a while. Well, I don't live downtown anymore. It's been a while since we walk around those bars and just get hammered. I know. We should do that again soon. I'm fucking down for it. Fucking go. Get drunk. You wanna go to gyms? Yeah! yeah. <laughs> Let's go to gyms! <laughs> 2 o'clock or 4 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. with the rest of the drunk crowd in line. What do you want? Mac and cheese vibe? I'm gonna get a hoagie. Hoagie is like my go-to. <laughs> oh love. yeah, the hoagie is the tits. My uncle, so obviously for people that don't listen to this podcast that are uh, not local, Jim Stakeout, is it like a Western New York thing? I think it is. My uncle, my family's from Puerto Rico. My uncle lives there. And every single time we go to visit him, he demands, he demands a gym stakeout hoagie. Wow. He does not care if it will be soggy from like end to end when he gets it. 
Oh, he doesn't give a fuck. Oh, does not give a fuck. He doesn't care if it's smashed, if it got crunched, if it's fucking demolished. He does not give a flying fuck. He wants us to pack a gym stakeout hoagie for him and take it to Puerto Rico. I mean, I can understand it though. I remember this one guy that I was like seeing. You remember crazy the crazy one? Mm, I love you. <laughs> Had a few crazy ones. Which one? <laughs> the crazy one. The crazy one that went to the gym. Oh yes, yes, yes. Okay, one. yep. And I remember I was like, I was like starving or something when I was like too tired and I had to work in the morning. And he was like, oh, I'll just bring you something to eat. And I'm like, okay. And then I fell asleep. Mm -hmm. So I wake up in the morning and there's just like mad missed calls on my phone and all this stuff. 32 missed calls, 16 voicemails, 52 messages. And then I look at the text and he's like, oh, you must have fell asleep. I love you uh a gym steakhouse sub on your mm. mailbox. You best believe I still went downstairs and ate that bitch. It was like a few hours later and it was, mm, I know that's right. Delicious. See, you got to appreciate that shit. Mm -hmm. it, the gym steakhouse is the titties. That gym, oh God, I think I just picked what I'm going to have for dinner. Mm. Oh my God. That gym sauce. Oh, oh. it's just Jesus. with the banana peppers. Oh my God. They love oh. you speaking my language. Yeah. I always get a side of mac and cheese bites. I don't give a fuck. Even though it just. <laughs> Even though it destroys the insides of my soul, I'm still going to do it. I don't care what it does to me. Going down, it's delicious. Coming out, not so great. Not so delicious. <laughs> <laughs> not, not sweet peanut butter they love. Oh, it. <laughs> God, I really wanted chunky peanut butter with some fucking bananas, lady love. Like, that's like my go-to with the ch with the chunky peanut <laughs> But you know what? No more chunky peanut. No more chunky <laughs> peanut butter. No more peanut butter for a while. If I'm being honest, yeah. I don't want to think about. No, you know, uh, not okay. A little nasty, but you know, you're assessing your 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 patient. Yeah, good formed poop. You okay, know, your bowels are regular. Nice strong stool. Yes. Imagine peanut peanut uh. peanut butter pouring out of somebody's asshole, uh. and then you're just like, you know what? I'm gonna slurp that shit up. <laughs> Just, Let me open my mouth and then put it to your like, asshole. Soft serve ice cream, you know, when they're like, Ugh. oh, but that's my favorite lady uh, love. Why do that? <laughs> oh my God. I used to go to Anderson's middle of winter. I don't give a fuck. They served soft serve ice cream. Oh, there's soft Any ice given cream time of the year. Huh? Soft serve peanut, huh? peanut mm -hmm. butter. Coming out of somebody's ass cheeks and you'd be like, nah, 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 nah. Oh, throw it in here, baby. I'll catch it high, you know? Oh, <laughs> oh see? See? Oh, I don't it hurts, doesn't think it? About it? It hurts. Oh, oh. oh, man. I just lost peanut butter for a while, guys. And I'm sad. I lost it too late, love. I don't even know what I'm going to make my overnight oats with now. <laughs> almond butter. Oh, yeah. Almond butter. <laughs> Go with the almond butter. It's healthier anyways. Ugh. But yeah. Oof. All right. So is it letter this? time? It's letter time. Oh, Jesus. Okay, I'm ready. So this is the letter that Albert Fish, Aspert Fish, wrote about Billy Gaffney. There is a public dumping ground in Riker Avenue, Astoria. All kinds of junk has been thrown there for years. I brought him to the Riker Avenue dumps. There's a house that stands alone, not far from where I took him. I took the boy there, stripped him naked, and tied his hands and feet, and gagged him with a piece of dirty rag I picked up out of the dump. Ew. Then I burned his clothes, 
threw his shoes in the dump. Then I walked back and took the trolley to 59th Street at 2 a.m. and walked from there home. Next day, about 2 p.m., I took tools. A good, heavy cat of nine tails, homemade. Mm. Short handle. Cut one of my belts in half and split these halves in six strips, about eight inches long. I whipped his bare behind until the blood ran from his legs. Oh, God. I cut off his ears, nose, slit his mouth from ear to ear, and gouged out his eyes. He was dead then. I stuck the knife in his belly and held my mouth to his body and drank his blood. I picked up four old potato sacks and gathered a pile of stones. Then I cut him up. I had a grip with me. I put his nose, ears, and a few slices of his belly in the grip. Then I cut him through the middle of his body, just below the belly button, then through his legs, about two inches below his behind. I put this in my grip with a lot of paper. I cut off the head, feet, arms, hands, and the legs below the knee. This I put in sacks weighed with stones tied to the ends and threw them into pools of slimy water you will see all along the road going North Beach. I came home with my meat. I had the front of his body I liked the best, his monkey and peewees in a nice little fat behind oh to roast in the oven and eat. Oh gosh, like I'm just like, uh, yeah, what? Oh god, yeah. I wonder if they took some like inspiration from him for like Hannibal Lecter or something because this is just gross. Hannibal, hmm. I feel like even Hannibal wasn't probably this disgusting. Oh no, he at least killed adults. I was gonna say at least he didn't target children, yeah. which makes a world of difference. Like to target somebody who has their entire livelihood in front of them. As opposed to an adult. I mean, not like murder is good either way. No, but you like know? kid murder is way worse. Yes. Yes. And when kids murder, ha ha. That's what that did to me. I was going to say, that was extra bad. That, that was like the longest crime-a-thon ever. Uh, the, the, and, then, and I was like, children did this? <laughs> the people that we birthed. Children are the future. Keep them well and blah, blah, blah. You know, and yeah. you're just like, wow, these little motherfuckers are murderers like that? They're cold blooded, too. Oh, yeah. But I guess it just, I would have to think that it has to do with, like, um, I guess not brain capacity, but probably just the size of their brain. Yeah, I mean, their frontal lobes aren't fully developed, and that's kind of where yeah. you get all your emotional yeah. situations going. So cold-hearted shit, I see, I, I, I can... I can I can understand how kids can do that. Baby Hitlers. That's what they are. Yes. Yes. But like as an adult? No. No. Oh, they love. I think I'm going to have to take a pause. You got to pee? Okay. We'll okay. pause. I'm so sorry, guys. We'll be right back. Okay. And we're back. Man, this has been, it's been an interesting night. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Where were we? <laughs> oh, getting into the letter. Oh, yeah. So, monkey and peewees. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> and a nice fat behind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I made a stew out of his ears, nose, pieces of his face, and belly. I put onions, carrots, oh my gosh. turnips, celery, salt, and pepper. It was good. Then I split the cheeks of his behind open cut off his monkey and peewees and washed them first. 
Oh, that he washes, but he won't wash his own ass. I know. I put strips of bacon on each one of his cheeks of his behind, and I put them in the oven. Then I picked four onions, and when the meat had roasted about a fourth of an hour, I poured about a pint of water over for gravy and put in the onions. <gasps> a frequent interval. <laughs> oh gosh, leave it alone. <laughs> this poor, oh no, he's like, he's literally talking about it like a, like a rump roast. Yeah, that's literally what he's talking about. Oh my gosh. And he was four. That's like, okay. In frequent intervals, I basted his behind with a wooden spoon so the meat would be nice and juicy. In about two hours, it was nice and brown, cooked through. I never ate any roast turkey that tasted half as good as his sweet, fat little behind did. I ate every bit of the meat in about four days. His little monkey was as sweet as a nut, but his oh. peewees I could not chew. To the family, or this is a letter that he wrote about him, so I'm guessing he probably sent it to the family. What a fucking asshole this guy is! And like, he's kind of known for like over dramatizing the things that he's done, okay? But from the cannibal episode that we had done, you remember when he ate the peen and he was like mm. having trouble eating certain parts of the peen because they were too chewy? Yeah. It kind of makes me feel like this is true because he like seconded that oh, sentiment. God. Oh, God, that he, they, they were just too chewy to put down. Yeah. Thinking back on Fear Factor, you know how I made make him eat, like, cow balls and shit like oh. that? You are going to have to eat two buffalo testicles. You have four minutes. Them motherfuckers always look chewy. Ew. <laughs> Not that I want to correlate it to that, but, like, what a disgusting human being. He's just, I don't even understand how he lived. Like, how do you eat all this terrible shit and still live? How do your insides, like, not reject it? Like, how, how, like, you know, like, yeah. I get that it's me, but also it's like human flesh. Yeah, it's disgusting. You're eating human flesh. They can't make you feel that good on the inside, right? No, not at all. Like, come on, Jesus. Yeah. No. But, obviously. From the letter where we left off, Albert Fish was now getting into his murder, mutilation, and cannibalism of children. Mm. He was a legit sociopath, but loved his kids, and used the Bible to justify his fucked up actions and thought process. Which is insane. Yeah, like, how do you use the Bible for all of this? Yeah. But then again, when you think about it, like, the Crusades were all about religion and stuff, so a lot of killing has always been surrounded by religion. True, true, but... I mean, I, I think everything at its core is probably based off people's religion because it's their it's their beliefs. It's like, yeah, it's a little like I don't know what happens when I die, so I gotta believe in something. Yes, like your you, yeah, like your uncertainty and like what happens next. Like humans need that comfort. They yeah. need that comfort because you just don't know. Yeah, you don't want to accept that you could like just cease to exist. You want to yes. like have something. Yes, you don't want to be like, you know what, one day I'm just not going to be here. <gasps> one day I'm just not going to be here. You know what, I'm going to dedicate my life to believing that I'm going to do, I'm going to do A, B, and C. And when I'm not here, when I think about my afterlife, it will be magnificent or whatever. Yeah. You know, like, I get it, but also, I think that makes people a little crazy. 
It definitely does. Cause you it, can't worry about something that you don't know. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of people live their lives based off of, like, what could happen in their afterlives. And it's yes. Like, life is for the living people. And I remember when I was younger. And they're like, you know, this music is the devil's music. Don't listen to it. And I'm like, man, I can't enjoy my life and listen to music that I enjoy because people think it's, like, the devil's music. Like, that's when I was like, religion is not for me. No. Like... When they said I couldn't get tattoos and, and let them go to oh. hell, I was like, oh, well, that's not uh-huh. uh-huh. I was going to say, that. That. <laughs> literally half my body's covered, so. Right, so, yeah. I guess I fucked that one up, but whatever. I was going to hell anyways. So. <laughs> if there is a hell. No. <laughs> not to start that debate. <laughs> but, warning for anyone. Warning. Mm. Oh, God. If you thought the first two parts was bad, honey, you ain't seen shit yet. Oh, God. But. If it gives you any comfort, if you hung in for the first two, guys, we're bringing it home. Home stretch here. Bases are loaded. We're going for home base. Okay. So just hang in there. Well, after kidnapping, murdering, and eating four-year-old Billy Gaffney Mm -hmm. in 1924, people started seeing the, quote, gray man, a.k.a. Aspert, all over Staten Island. But they weren't just sightings. This dirty old man with a mustache was doing some crazy shit. One girl who saw him said she was walking through the woods. Which, why are you walking through the woods by yourself as a little girl? Right. Right. Who does that? But then again, in this time frame, did people really know what their fucking kids were up to? No, these motherfuckers were, like, giving blowies on trains (laughs) to get by in life. (laughs) But. (laughs) Giving blowies on trains. When she saw Aspert looking disgusting and creepy, crouched down, eating something with both of his hands like a fucking zombie. Ugh. She decided to run past him, and when she did, he started yelling at her in a language that she didn't know. Oh, wow, you're speaking in tongues? Yep, and then he started chasing after her. Obviously running for her life, she luckily didn't get caught by him. Once she was out of the cover of the trees and into an open field, Aspert, a.k.a. the Gray Man, phantom back into the darkness. Oh. So she could see him, like, standing in the trees, like, staring at her. But then he, like, went back inside. He was like, okay, Retention. I can't get her. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> there could be witnesses. Oh, gosh, that's so scary. Well, trying to catch this sick fuck, the police decided to just go arrest a bunch of old perverts in hopes of figuring out and catching whoever the gray man is. Mm. They arrested and grilled three men. A truck driver from Brooklyn for, quote, impairing the moral the morals of a minor. A middle-aged man who was hanging around and creeping out a group of kids in a playground, which, uh, maybe you shouldn't be an old man creeping out kids in the playground. Mm-hmm. And a music teacher that was accused of bringing a boy into the woods for, quote, a lesson in sex psychology. Ew. Yeah. Sex psychology. Okay. I didn't know music had anything to do with that. All of these guys, while creepy and probably pedophiles, were sadly not the gray man. And even though everyone said that the guy they were looking for was old, the cops just weren't trying to hear it. Because old people were apparently too frail to commit crimes. Since Aspert was super fragile looking, at only 5 foot 6 and 130 pounds, wow. he was never seen as a possible suspect. Of course not. Too little. Yeah. Who's he going to harm? You want to look him up, Lady Love? Oh, let's do it. It is Pot Twee. What, what's his name? Albert, last name? Fish? Fish? Yep. Ew. Yep. Oh, my God. He definitely has the look of the time. Yeah, that's a, that's a younger Albie fish. 
Yep, that's him old when he got caught. Ugh. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to describe what he looks like, Lilo? A fucking old, broke-down, balding bitch. Yeah. Like, wrinkled AF in the face. To be honest, I thought he would he would have looked a little crazier. But that's the thing. People thought he was just, like, a normal old guy that was super introverted. Yeah, like... If I'm being honest, in in comparison to everything that we heard about him, he sounded like he looked, like, much worse than this. Look at this in color. Yeah. Like, he looks like he would be normal. Yeah, he looks like a seemingly normal person with his little, what is it, boulder hat, pork pie hat, whatever the fuck it's called. His hair coiffed back. You know, he's got a mustache, nicely groomed for the most part. You know, some blue eyes. Looking at him from his exterior, I wish these pictures were more in color so I can see his grayish skin tone. I know. You know? It's from all the shit. But he seemingly looks like a, a kind of normal person. Yeah. Somebody's normal grandpa. Exactly. And that's why he was never considered a possible suspect. No shit. Yep. Which, obviously, is excessively dumb, mm-hmm. because not only did Aspert's wrinkled, gross, emaciated, mustache-having ass fit the description, but Billy's mom noticed the gray man kept opening and closing his hands, which was a tick of Aspert's. Like, it was his nervous tick. Like, mm-hmm. you know how we pick at our cuticles? Mm-hmm. Him opening and closing his hands was, like, his tick. No shit. Sadly, no one could figure out who Aspert, a.k.a. Albert, was. So he just kept on doing his thing, painting, shitting on people's floors, terrorizing children, all of it. And Aspert had something special he wanted to do. So four years after he murdered Billy, Aspert was looking for a boy to sacrifice. Mm. He wanted to find one, tie him up, and cut off his penis as a sacrifice to God, just like Abraham did with Isaac. Which I don't think Abraham cut up Isaac's Isaac's dick. Like, that was never in there. He definitely made that one up. So, on May 25th, 1928, an ad was posted in the paper, and while reading the classifieds, Aspert found what he was looking for. He read an article that said, quote, Young man, 18, wishes position in country, Edward Budd, 406 West 15th Street. After reading this, Homie wasted no time. He was ready for some fucking peen stew. Mm -hmm. So the very next day, Aspert got as dressed up as his wardrobe would allow, showed up at Ed Budd's address, and introduced himself as Frank Howard, businessman and financier. Financier. Mm Mm-hmm. Fancy. Mm -mm. The Budd family were of the working class, a.k.a. they were pulp. So at first... Ew! Who got a picture of this dude tattooed? Like, what kind of scumbag? Look at that. I want to say whoever did that is probably a serial killer. I'm just, like, flicking through the pictures, and there's someone who actually got a portrait of him, like, like a good portrait of him. Yeah. Like, quality portrait tattooed. I'm impressed with the quality of the portrait, because it's in too. color. It is. And, like, portraits are usually black and white deals. So, and the, the reference photo is a black and white photo. Yeah, so I am impressed. But who what the, the fuck would get that tattooed? Yeah. All right, I'm sorry. I was just flicking through his pictures, and I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Somebody got a picture of a homie tattooed? Yes. 
Because that's normal. 1870. What the fuck is this? What? I'm just looking at something that's like here. I don't know. I'm looking through. I don't know what this is. I can't really make out the top, but I wondered if it was like something from admission from like a hospital. But I don't, I don't, I can't really tell what it is. I'm sure it's some kind of paperwork about his grossness. Oh, God. And then there goes a picture of the x ray again. I mean, this dude is clearly a genetic enigma. Because last time I checked, shit is literally the thing that you excrete because it's like the toxins in your body. Yeah. Like, you're supposed to get rid of all these things. And yeah. he was eating them. Yeah, like, fucking put your peanut butter to my face. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So the Bud family were of the working class, a.k.a. they were Poe. So at first they thought Aspert might have been a bit wealthier, but when he got closer, Mama Bud was starting to smell something fishy. Mm. His suit wasn't all that pricey looking, and when he smiled, his teeth were fucking disgusting. Mm. She remembers them being moldy and protruding from his mouth, a.k.a. crooked as fuck. Mm-hmm. The other thing she found weird is, even though he smiled quite a bit, he didn't seem to laugh like a normal person. What was his laugh like? It was like he didn't know how to. She said, ha ha, ha ha ha, ha 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 ha. Well, no, he wouldn't even no. do that. She said every time he laughed, he made a sound like he was trying to clear his sinuses. So he would like, <clears throat> ah, that's so gross. I feel like he'd be spitting out COVID everywhere. I know. <laughs> You but know? he's just, like, shooting out. Yeah. I mean, right? Yeah. I feel like that's a lot of pressure in the in the nasal cavity. He's definitely flinging some boogers out yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. I know. Well, Mama Bud should have listened, but she ignored the weird feeling she had. Yeah. Come on, bro. He never, was... never ignore your gut. Always go with it. Exactly. If it's... your gut is talking to you, it's probably right. I agree. Especially, like, homie had moldy teeth. Right. If if I'm rich, I'm not having anything wrong with my teeth. You know what? Back then, though, how, how important was dentistry? I hope it was very important. I well, doubt it, lady love. I doubt not. it. Yeah, yeah, think about it. That's so gross. Their mouths had to taste like butthole. Oh, I mean, homie was already eating shit. Ooh. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Oh, well, Mama Bud ignored the weird feeling she had, the small, dirty suit, and the fucked up teeth, because he had on a diamond pinky ring. Ooh. I mean, back in the day, no one wore jewelry, so he had to have money if he had a diamond anything. A fake diamond. I know, it's probably like cubic zirconia. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, I'm sure fake diamonds were a thing back in the day, too. Mm-hmm. Well, Aspert's cover story to Mama Bud was that he'd been a successful interior decorator for years in Washington, D.C., but his eyes went bad, and he couldn't see well enough to do his job anymore, so he decided to buy a farm in Long Island and move his family there. Hmm. He said his farm was the tits, and he had 300 chickens, six cows for milking, five farmhands, and his own personal Swedish chef. Swedish chef. I know. That's a disrespect to Sesame Street. It is. <laughs> but his wife decided to leave him, and he needed more help on the farm. Mm-hmm. Aspert offered Edward $15 a week to come work the farm. 18-year-old Ed said that he would as long as he was able to bring his friend Willie along, too. Of course, Aspert basically jizzed himself at the prospect of having two boys. <laughs> uh. 
and he had no problems with Willie coming to work on the non-existent farm. So not too long after hiring Ed to work on his imaginary farm, Aspert went to a pawn shop and purchased those implements of hell that we talked about in the first episode. Mm -hmm. The butcher knife, meat cleaver, and handsaw. Which, you gotta go to a pawn shop to get these items. But I guess back in the day, it's not like they just had like a Walmart or Target. The all-inclusive stores that you can get anything at. Can you imagine Albert Fish in a Bed Bath & Beyond? Oh, God. I'd be like, what the fuck is this grandpa doing in here? <laughs> so this meat cleaver. Oh, God. Would it cut through children? I'd be like, Sarah, that's a really strange and bizarre question. <laughs> now I'd be like, call the cops. Yeah. <laughs> Back then, it was like, um, I'm sure it can cut through anything if you want it to. Yeah. Sale. <laughs> Did you want to try? My son's right over here. Oh, God. <laughs> So, I'm not meant to do it, an angel will stop me. I know. Jesus, take the wheel. So, the next Saturday, Aspert headed to the Bud household for a, quote, picnic and brought strawberries and pot cheese. I googled it because I had no idea what the fuck pot cheese was. I was just about to ask you, what the fuck is that? So, pot cheese is basically cottage cheese. Okay. But it's the in-between phase between cottage cheese and, like, farm cheese or something. Okay. So it's just basically... Mildly curdled, I guess. Well, I mean, I think cottage cheese is kind of curdled already, but yeah. it's, it's a little thicker and creamier. Ew. So on his way there, he stopped at a newspaper stand and asked the guy working the stand to hold a package for him. Mm. Suspect. Well, the package was his implements of hell all wrapped up. When Aspert got to the bud house, they're all chilling, getting ready to eat their strawberries and cheese, when 10-year-old Grace Bud walked into the room. Grace is the little girl Aspert wrote about in the letter that I read in the beginning of this series. Mm-hmm. Aspert didn't know that the Buds had their daughter initially. So, like, at first he was all about Ed. And then he seen the daughter. Mm-hmm. And he was instantly creepy and fixated on her. She was an adorable little girl. And very tiny. She was about four feet tall and only 60 pounds. Aww. Obviously, the scumbag he is... Aspert told Grace to come sit on his knee and pull out what he had in his pocket. If some old dude mm-hmm. told me to come sit on his knee, I'm pretty sure my mom would have, like, beat him with a table leg or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> come sit where? Pop, pop, pop. Leave her alone. How about you come sit on this knee, motherfucker? But <laughs> always your mom doing that. <laughs> well, she did, and she pulled out $92.52. Mm. Which is about the equivalent of $2,000 or more in today's money. No shit. Yep. Well, he had her pull out the dollar bills and asked her to count it. Mm. After she was done counting, he gave her a dime and told her to go get herself some candy. It's a little little side note for you, boo. Yeah, a little. Yeah. Get yourself something pretty. So basically, the second that she walked away, Aspert decided that Grace would be his sacrifice in his reenactment of Abraham and Isaac. Mm-mm. So not needing Ed anymore... Because he was basically grown and had pubes. He told the buds that he had to go to his niece's birthday party and asked if he could bring Grace along with him. He'd bring her back after the party and then he'd take Ed with him to go do the work on the farm. Them thinking that he's just a feeble old rich guy. Mm-hmm. They said, yeah, they knew him for about two to three weeks. Why not? He's safe. Yeah. I don't know him or anything and he's got fucking moldy teeth. But sure, let's go with it. 
He had spent about two to three weeks grooming the whole family, making them think that he was trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm about to go into detail about what happened to Grace. Oh, God. This is coming straight from the horse's mouth after Aspert was arrested and confessed to the police. So, when Aspert and Grace left the house to go to the birthday party, mm-hmm. Albert stopped and picked up his package from the newspaper guy. And then him and Grace went to the train station and got tickets to Westchester. He bought a round-trip ticket for himself and a one-way ticket for Grace. When they got off the train, Grace handed Aspert his package and went to a rundown cabin known as Wisteria Cottage. They got there around 3 p.m. Now, I googled what this place looks like, mm. and it literally looks like a place that vampires would sleep. Oh, that's creepy. Like, it's creepy as fuck. Mm. And abandoned. So, Aspert went inside and told Grace to pick flowers while he got something that he needed for the party. Mm-hmm. When he got upstairs into the bedroom, he unwrapped his package and laid out the knives on the bed and then laid a piece of canvas on the floor. Then he got naked and yelled out the window for Grace to come upstairs. When she got to the top of the stairway on the second floor, Aspert ran out of the room and chased her as she tried to run away. Oh, she just seen no. some see, yeah. she seen him naked. Ugh. Before she could get down the stairs, he grabbed her by the throat, dragged her up the stairs, and pinned her to the floor on top of the canvas that he'd laid out. He held her down with his knee and strangled her to death. Ugh, that's terrible. When she was dead, he propped up her head on the side of a five-gallon paint can and chopped off her head with a butcher knife. He used the can as a jar for her blood to drain into. Mm. Once enough drained into the can, he dumped her blood out the window. Then he went back to the body and started going to town on her like he was a fucking Asian lady in the Chinese market trying to quarter a chicken. I don't like my chickens live, okay? I like them dead, deep fried. You ever heard of Popeye's? No, no, no! <laughs> don't kill chicken! Yeah. I'm warning you, I'm a police officer. Put the blade down and let the bird go right now! <laughs> Oh, God, that's a good one, they love. But that's disgusting. This poor little girl. And she's only 10. Yeah. Four feet tall, 60 pounds. Yeah, she was a little thing. Yeah. He cut through her stomach all the way to her spine with the butcher knife, then used the handsaw to cut through her spine Mm -hmm. until she was cut in half. Then he wrapped up her head in newspaper and left it in the outhouse outside, still naked, by the way. So he's doing all this while he's naked. He went back into the house and put the two halves of Grace's body into the closet for safekeeping and wiped his hands that were covered in blood on the grass outside because there was no running water in the house. Then he went back upstairs, got dressed, packed up his knives and the saw, Mm -hmm. and left about an hour after first getting there. He admitted to having a full boner during the entire (gasps) terrible act. Oh my god, what a disgusting pig! Yeah, like he's literally choking a little girl, cutting her head off, and cutting her body in half, and he had a full boner. That's disgusting. Like, what the fuck? I don't even understand how this man had sex. Right. Ever. And who would fucking fuck him? Yeah, like, that's fucking gross. Nasty bitches. So, he left Grace's body in the cabin for four days, and then he went back to get them. Mm Mm-hmm. 
When he got there, he took her stiff legs and torso out of the closet. He tossed the legs out the window and then carried her torso down the stairs. He picked her legs up on the way out the door and stacked the torso on top of the legs like he was putting a puzzle back together behind a wall that was behind the cabin. But, of course, the puzzle wouldn't be complete without the head. So he went to the outhouse and unwrapped Grace's head that he had in the newspaper and put it on top of the torso so the dismembered body of dead Grace was standing up. (gasps) Oh. Yeah, and he said when he unwrapped her head, it was, like, completely covered in blood and, like, stiff and hard. Well, I'm sure. Oh, my gosh. The cops said Albert sounded completely bored when he was confessing all of these things. Oh, yeah, no big deal, bro. Yeah. You don't cut off heads every day and put them in fucking outhouses? No, because that's fucking normal. Disgusting. After he was done playing Django with Grace's body, Mm. he buried her behind the house and her body wouldn't be found until six years later when Aspert led police there. Wow. But I mean, think about it. They didn't have technology back then. Yeah, yeah, but like... Can you imagine what we would do without security cameras now? Yeah. Like, they can't prove where the fuck he took her, what she did. Like, there's nothing to show what happened. I live in the suburbs and I thought about doing a ring doorbell. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Well, basically in 1928, after Aspert killed Grace, is when he started doing all of these, like, self-mutilating things to himself. Mm. Like, shoving the needles inside of his gooch and beating himself with paddles. He deserves it, though. He He does deserve it. it. People think that killing Grace really pushed him fully into his, like, psychoville. Mm-hmm. Because her being a girl was a line that he never wanted to cross. Okay. He couldn't justify it biblically. Mm-hmm. And he really loved his own daughters, so him doing this to Grace really, like, fucked him up. Oh, be- beyond his already fucked up ways. Yeah. But, like... With the boys doing it, because he grew up in that orphanage and everything. Yeah. He kind of could justify it because boys were dirty. Mm Mm-hmm. He was trying to punish himself for all of this. In his head, girls were precious and needed to be taken care of, but boys were just dirty little sinners. So when he did this to Grace, it, it was just something that he really couldn't get over. Okay. Fun fact, Aspert's son, Albert Fish Jr., which... Can you imagine being Albert Fish Jr.? I, no, I changed my name. I know. I'm Devin. <laughs> Jack. That's my name. Albert? No, I don't know who that is. My name's Jack. My name is Jack Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something totally off, like, totally different. I would never even claim that. Well, Albert Fish Jr. had been interviewed after Aspert was arrested. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't surprised at all that his dad had been involved in a murder. And he said that Aspert used to scream Grace's name in his sleep sometimes. Wow. So, I mean, for someone without a conscience, he had something of a conscience. Good. I hope it ate him alive. Mm. Oh, it did. That's why he had ass meat on fucking wooden paddles with, what, nails? (laughs) When Grace went missing, her parents had flyers up everywhere. And a bunch of kids had gotten kidnapped around the same time, so the cops didn't really know what to do or where to start looking for her. Mm -hmm. Since no one knew anything, the paper was being the paper, and they printed an article with the question, quote, is this Grace Bud? Next to a photo of a group of girls with a bunch of sailors. Of course it wasn't her, but when Aspert saw the article, he wanted to make sure that the family knew it wasn't her. So that's when he decided to write the letter to her parents. 
the letter that I read in part one of the yeah. set of the series. The letter is actually what got him caught also. Mm. He didn't even realize that he was being baited by the police. Mm-hmm. But William F. King is a mastermind cop that okay. actually caught Aspert after all the years. William was super dedicated to finding out what happened to Grace because he himself had daughters and he knew that this would be like the case that made his career. Mm -hmm. So he spent six years looking for whoever killed her. He arrested and interrogated everyone he thought might have done it. And he even spent two years looking for one man that he thought had information on it. Damn. He was dedicated. He was like, I'm going to figure this shit out no matter what. Mm -hmm. Who did it? Who done did it? I want to know. He's fucking Inspector Gadget. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking up at all hours of the night. You look over. He's got a board behind him with the red string connecting one person to the next person to the next person. Fucking losing sleep. Ah, You know? Exactly. I give it to him. You go, boy. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, he was the one that had the articles in the paper put in there because he wanted to draw out Aspert. Mm. And he knew that he wasn't going to be able to resist if he seen her. Mastermind indeed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it wasn't even that first article that got Aspert. Mm-hmm. The straw that broke the camel's back for him was an article in the paper saying that missing persons were going to have news about Grace in about four weeks. Okay. And that's when he decided to send the letter to the Bud family. Mama Bud was illiterate. Oh. So when she got the letter, she couldn't read it. Yeah. But sadly... Ed, Grace's older brother, knew how to read. So, when he got the letter, he called Officer King right away. Mm-hmm. And luckily he did, because the envelope the letter was in is what William needed in order to find Aspert. Return address? Well, the envelope had a stamp on the back of it mm-hmm. of an emblem with the letters NYPCBA, which stands for New York Private Chauffeur's Benevolent Association. Okay. Which, that's a long-winded fucking title, bro. Yeah. That's a little much. But this led him to trace the envelope to 200 East 52nd Street, and it was the address of a boarding house. Okay. So, when Mr. Officer Willie King went to the boarding house, he talked to the landlady, asking her if she knew a super creepy-looking old skinny dude with Mm -hmm. a mustache and moldy protruding teeth Mm -hmm. named Frank Howard. She didn't know Frank, but the description that he gave her did match a tenant who'd just moved out by the name of Albert Fish. Luckily, though, Aspert's a scumbag with no self-control because the only reason she even remembered him was because he shit on the floor in his room when he moved out. Wow. (laughs) You know, that doesn't sound like anybody I know, but... I got this motherfucker named Albert mm-hmm. who just shit on the floor and he sounds just like him. Well, the funny thing is when she was describing it, mm-hmm. she said he left dirt on the floor and he was like, what do you mean dirt? And she's like, he left human dirt on the floor. And I was like, shit, lady, you can just say shit. Yeah. <laughs> he took a big old dump right in the living room. like Hot, steaming. Who does that? Who does that? This fucking scum bucket. You I know what? I'm going to crouch down right here and, <laughs> you know, pop a, pop a loose one. It's like the, the poop emojis. It's got like a smiley yes, face Yes, a swirl. It. Yeah. Fucking, oh, Ugh. like a mountain of shit. Ew. Yeah, that's gross. So even though he moved, his mail was still being sent there and Aspert was expecting a check from his son. 
So they decided to come up with a master plan Mm -hmm. and have the landlady call William when Aspert got there and to stall him. Mm -hmm. So her plan to stall him until the cops got there worked. When William got to the boarding house, Aspert was just chilling in a room, sipping on some tea. Shit tea? Mm-hmm. It's like in uh, Austin Powers when <laughs> Fat Bastard, you remember? I haven't watched Austin Powers. What? I never watched Austin Powers. Oh, my God, Lady Love. Yeah, Lady Love. Well, there's a scene where, like, they're doing some tests on Fat Bastard, and they, like, analyze his shit. But Ew. it's, like, liquid shit. Ew. And uh, Austin Powers thinks that it's coffee, so he, like, pours it into a glass, and he's, like, drinking it. No! And he's, like, nutty. God, this coffee smells like shit. It is shit, Austin. Oh, good, then it's not just me. It's a bit nutty. But, yeah. So, when William got to the boarding house, mm-hmm. Aspert was just chilling, sipping on the tea. And Will went into the room and then shut the door behind him. Albert knew right away that shit was about to go down. Mm-hmm. So, he pulled a razor out of his pocket. Wow. Yeah, like he was about to cut a bitch. Damn! I know. He was, he like, was like, hold on. Like, taking me alive! Ain't going out without a fight. <laughs> <laughs> so... That didn't really work because Will dropped his old ass like a bad habit. And he finally arrested <laughs> baby destroyer Albert Fish six years after Grace was murdered. Wow. Long enough, though. It was definitely something. Like, what the fuck? Six years? To be at large for six years. But then again, you know, they didn't really give a fuck about him. No, but that was like at large just... For Grace. Like, yeah, he was doing he was stuff his before. entire life. Yeah. Grace was the turning point. He was raping people when he was a corner boy prostitute at, like, 20. Yeah, I remember. Oh. That's about time he got caught. Oh, yeah. Well, when he took Aspert down, he smashed his face into the ground and screamed, I've got you now! <laughs> Motherfucker! <laughs> you bitch! Yeah! Yeah! Uh. I hope he smashed him a little harder than he should have. Oh, yeah, for Fucking sure. rubbed his forehead against the ground and everything. A little, little skid burn on the face. Never uh-huh. hurt anybody. Brush burn all Yes. Mm. Yes. That's what he gets. So, in interrogation, Aspert never told anyone that he was a cannibal. Mm-hmm. It only came out in court when he was trying to get an insanity plea. So, we don't know if he actually ate Grace or not. But poor Albie Jr. says that every full moon, Aspert would get all crazy-eyed and demand raw steaks for dinner and force him to eat it, too. Which is fucking disgusting. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love me a rare steak. Well, they love, you know, my I love my shit crispy. Crispy. I don't want no pink. Well, a little pink is okay. A little pink is okay. I don't want no blood. I don't want no juiciness. I want that shit dry. <laughs> and you were asking people to eat raw, raw steak? I could never eat a raw steak. I can eat rare as fuck. You see me late love. Oh, God, I know. Oh, God. Two yeah. seconds on Look. each side. Flip it. Okay, it's done. What? <laughs> Mine is like... <laughs> <laughs> is it burned yet? Don't turn it. Don't turn it. It's fine. It's fine. But it's crispy. No, it's perfect. Leave it. <laughs> exactly. I can eat a rare steak. 
I could never eat a raw steak. That's fucking retarded. Like, that's... But some people think that he went crazier on the day that Grace was murdered because Mm -hmm. it was a full moon that day. Interesting. You know, all the crazy people come out when there's a full moon. That's true. I don't know what You better not. In the hospital, you never want to work at a full moon. No? No. No. Every time some crazy shit is going down at work, somebody's going to be like, is there a fucking full moon that I don't know about? You never want to work during a full moon. Guaranteed crazy. Just like shit that you just fucking shit on the ceiling. Like shit that you're just like, wow, what the fuck is going on today? Is it a full moon? And usually it is. It's fucking bizarre. When I go to work in the morning and I see like that, well, when I used to go to work in the morning and I would see like the full moon fading, I'm like, oh, thank the Lord. I'm past it. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a real thing. You don't. I don't know what the psychological thing about behind it is. You don't want to be doing shit when there's a full moon. Guaranteed cycle people out. That's insane. Mm -hmm. Well, all his crazy doesn't really matter, though, because Aspert was deemed sane and competent to stand trial. Yes. And he was, of course, found guilty and given the death penalty on March 1935. Yes. I know. I was like, this motherfucker better die. Quispy AF, too. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want, like, nothing. I want him to have the fucking, the the ring burn from around his head or some shit. I know it's some medieval stuff, but this dude was evil. No, he deserves it. When he was on death row, he was more than a handful. He'd be constantly choking himself out and jerking off. What the fuck? Yep. He especially did it on Sundays when he was in mass. You know that's how that guy from Kill Bill died? Bill? Really? Yeah. That's how he died. Oh, wait. Didn't he, like, accidentally choke himself to death? Yeah, while jerking off. Oh, God, I can't Asphyxiation? Yes. I can't get the words out. I'm too tired. I know. Yeah. Fucking yeah. kill Bill from Kill Bill. That's Bill crazy. Carisay, whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah. Wow. A little, little bit too hard there, Bill. Well, Aspert liked to do this while he was in church. He'd be literally, oh. he'd be literally fucking jerking his meat <laughs> until the guards beat him up to make him stop. And he was like old. That's disgusting. Yeah, he'd be in churches. <laughs> Albert. Albert. <laughs> Albert. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Put it away. Yeah, yeah. Well, that made it worse because he loved getting beat. So oh, he would just God. Like, he would going. just be like, do it. Do it. I don't care. Can ah! I get it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So gross, sweetie love. Oh, God. I can't cope with it. I can't do it. Well, on January 16th, 1936, at 11.06 p.m., Mm. Albert Fish sat in the electric chair and helped the executioner position the electrodes on his body and said, quote, I don't even know why I'm here. Uh (laughs) Ah. Albert was jolted two times, and three minutes after entering the chamber, he was pronounced dead good good fucking riddance yeah and that's uh albert fish wildly love that was a wild ride that was just a big roller coaster up downs turns twists throw up shit Uh, peanut butter uh, (laughs) god it's like it literally does make my stomach turn yeah like it hurts it's disgusting 
I'm glad he died in the electric chair. Is that wrong? No, I'm super glad. Like, he deserved it. He yeah. cut up a little four-year-old boy and ate his ass like a fucking rump roast. Yeah. Not to mention the girl that he murdered for, like, no apparent reason. Yeah, and, like, he literally propped her head against a paint can and then cut it off and then let the... Like, like she's a fucking deer. Yeah. In, in hunting season. And then be like, I'm not really sure why I'm here, but I'll help you. Yeah. It's okay, I'm going to die. And you're fucking beating your meat until people beat you and then you like that. So you're just like, ah, powering through it, trying to beat your meat through the beating. I don't fucking know. Do you think he jizzed in the electric chair? For sure. Like while they're killing him? Yeah. (laughs) Release release of all bodily fluids. You know, people, how I told you people take a death shit. Mm -hmm. He probably took a death jizz. Oh, yeah, I probably shot everywhere, too. Oh, yeah. It was, like, all over that glass window. Oh, God, no. It probably looked like a pee stain in his pants. Oh. Yeah, you know, fucking moist from the back and the front. And his loose butthole, he had to have, like, like, all that shit. Can you imagine how much shit poured out of there? It was probably, like, the Niagara Falls. Oh, they love. There was probably fucking chunks of hot dogs and carrots pouring out right on that chair. I hope they had, like, a pad down before they put the next person on. I wonder if it looked like beef stew or something. Oh, I'm sure it did. Pork and beans, like, falling out of Oh, no. Oh, my God. Eat something. No. Pork and beans. Yeah, it probably was, like, pork and beans pouring out of that shit. Ugh. But the beans were carrots. Ugh. Rotten carrots. Ugh. Ugh. Well, Eddie, you're welcome. Yeah. Last person you picked for the podcast, again... (laughs) <laughs> ever in your entire life. Is it like, it, I don't even know, but I don't want you to read any more of this. No. I'd much prefer it if you had a better hobby. Like, not looking up people that eat poop. And babies. <laughs> much better hobby. Please, we need to find you one. I'll teach you to knit. I know how to knit. I can crochet. I can do a simple one, but I can crochet. It's just do, 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 do. You know, it's one needle. You know, not as hard as knitting. It we'll get through it. We gotta find you a hobby though, boy. Yeah. Cause Albert Fish. It's not a good hobby. And there's a book. There's a book? Oh, there's a book. No, thank you. <laughs> nope, no thank you. Yeah, I think it's like the psychiatrist that interviewed him wrote a oh, book or something. Oh yeah. okay, see? Different perspective. I thought if somebody was just like recapping his crimes, I wouldn't want to reread it. No. No, no, no. No more letters, no more peanut butter, no more fucking, <laughs> no, no more, no more. I refuse. I won't do it. Shut it down. Take it away. No. <laughs> I don't want it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want it. I don't want it. Yeah. That's how I feel about Albert. I can agree with this. I'm pretty done with him. I'm like over it. That was a good one, my love. Thanks, my love. That was, uh. It was exhausting. It was quite the show. It was quite, it's quite the show, if I'm being honest. <laughs> oh, something. Guys, you're troopers for, like, pulling it through. Yeah, I definitely give you props for this if you can make it through. Which, I believe in you. I think you can do it. Listen, my stomach's turning. I'm still here. If I can do it, you can do it. Yeah, she's got to deal with it in person. (laughs) Ruin peanut butter for me forever. Ugh. Man, they love. I know. It's like, every time I think I'm, like, a little fucked up in the head, I'm like, no. No. No, no, no. We're not fucked up in the head compared to these people. Oh, no. Not in the slightest. Oh, not at all. Like, I make jokes, but, like, these people are for real. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. Well, oh, that's Albert Fish. And my demon mirror. <laughs> and my demon mirror. Oh, man. Yeah.
So uh, if you uh, want to come back next week after the saga, <laughs> it'll be a lot, a lot less. I'm not gonna. I need a break mentally, <laughs> and I think you guys need a break also, especially after three weeks of this crazy. Yeah. So it's going to be a lot more chill. I like it. I like it. I'm all for it. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. But if you like us. Like us on our Facebook group. At Wine Wicked Crimes and Cat Moms Oh My. Or if you're on the IG, follow us at Cat Moms Oh My Podcast. Yeah. If you want to, I'm not making any promises on anything. You can follow us on the Twitter. Because we do have a Twitter, even though I don't really post on it all that much. Yeah, we're not the tweeting people. No, not great at it. It's a thing. I don't know. Yeah, it definitely is a thing. If you guys like to tweet, then tweet us at catmomsohmypot. Or you can try our email. Yeah, email us. Talk to us. Tell us what you think about our episodes. Yeah. Tell us what you think about us. Although we're pretty used to being told that we're offensive, so that's fine. Believe me, nothing you can say can hurt my feelings. Oh, definitely not. You know? So, if you want to let us know, email us at catmoms2 at yahoo.com. Yahoo! Still working on that sponsorship. Oh, come on, Yahoo! Man, we should just, like, put it out there. Mm -hmm. Like, email them that part. I know, we should. They're going to be like, bitches, you don't have a Gmail? I know. (laughs) No, we don't. We stuck with Yahoo. Come on! Or... You can join us on our Patreon at our $5 level. Five, 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 dollar, 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 level, level, level. Just do it. Now. Don't let Big Papa be the only one that's fucking loving us like this. I know. Come on. And Big Papa knows us. Exactly. Even though you guys don't know us, I feel like you're getting to know us. I know. So just join us on the Patreon. Damn. I know. You know our our opinions on butt stuff and all that. Come on. We also give facial, you know, oh, not facial in the, uh, the nasty way, <laughs> but like, you know, what is it? Skincare routine. We give skincare routine fucking Advice. tips, life tips. You're fucking welcome. You got like some fucking life coaches here for free. And we suffer through bottles of wine for you guys. Listen, you don't even know. You guys don't even know what these bottles of wine do to me, but I will happily suffer for you. And since I happily suffer for you, support us. Do it. Please. Come on. We want to make a career out of this. Uh. <laughs> Do you imagine just talking would be your career? Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be nice. I know. I'd probably be so thin. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so fit right now. That's true. Oh, all right, guys. That's it for this week. Wait. What? Oh, wait. What happened? Join us on our Patreon at patreon.com. Oh, my God. I forgot to say the Patreon. <laughs> Forward slash cat mom. Oh, my. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see you next week for a much lighter situation. Palette cleanser. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something. <laughs> Good night. Goodbye.